What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Worst Take Podcast. We're here on Monday, so it's our NFL Weekly Recap Day, live on Twitter once again. We do this every single day of the week now. Uh, well, work week, that is. So make sure to check in, and whenever there's a you know type of game, we try and do it in the, in the evening because we feel that it's the best way to get interaction off of Twitter. So if you're joining in the in the Twitter chats, make sure to ask questions. If you have any, we will most definitely get to them. And if you're not following us on Twitter and you're listening in post, make sure to just go check us out at the Worst Take Net. Turn on your notifications to see when we go live. But we are live, so we're going to start off with our kind of week six recap, starting off with today's games, Monday's games. Uh, first off, the Kansas City Chiefs um, you know, had their, I don't know, Redemption game against the Bills who are trying to have their redemption game. Chiefs won. Uh, it, I mean, not a ton to say about that game just because, you know, the Chiefs are just a better team. They played like the better team. Um, people were getting mad that the Bills were dropping picks, but every team drops picks. And, you know, it just looked like the Chiefs were the better team, which they are. And they came out with the victory. Josh Allen also didn't look that great. But, Matt, do you have any other th- anything he- else to add? One thing, he struggled a lot at the beginning. I remember saying he was like 3 of 11 and like really, really low numbers. That's always been the question about him. So in a big game, he comes out, struggles early. You got to be a little bit wary about him. Um, I, I think he's he, – a lot of people thought he took a lot bigger of a jump than he did. I think that was the first live stream we did. We, we titled it like something funny like Josh Allen sucks or something. Yeah, which we don't we don't believe, but it was basically more of like everyone is like, oh look, he's made all these improvements. He's made improvements, but not as drastic as everyone once thought. Um, but he he looked all right. I mean, like they kind of it just looked like a, a Chiefs comfortable win. You know, it just kind of one of yeah. those games. I and I thought it would I would expect it to look like that as well. Yeah, it, it wasn't anything. Yeah, sure. In a Chiefs victory, you you typically expect, especially when they win comfortably, for them to like blow out their team. But the Bills aren't that bad of a team. Like, yeah, the score was um, two possessions or, or whatever it ended up being. But like, you know, it was it was a very comfortable two possessions. At no point really at all in the game was I like, oh, the Bills have got this, or the Bills have a chance. It was just like pretty much over from the jump. But then. Getting into, um, unfortunately, America's team's uh, game. Um, yeah, they got killed. Um, not a huge surprise that they allowed a ton of points, but their offense sucked. They lost to Kyler Murray completing nine pass attempts out yeah. of, I think, 24 pass attempts. Kyler Murray sucked passing the football. Um, he, he ran the ball. He was very effective running the ball. He looked awesome. Um, Kenyon Drake looked amazing. He had two touchdowns, I think 160 on the ground, something crazy like that. But he broke an 80 yard run or something at yeah, the, in he, the final two minutes. So he definitely padded a bit stats skewed. right there. Yeah, but you know, I think this doesn't say a ton about the Cardinals. Um, just because you know you're you're playing Dallas, they have a horrible defense. I think this says something about Dallas. Dak Prescott is significantly better than Andy Dalton. I think that's fair to say. Yes, like the offense does not tick when Dak's not in the game. That's for sure. Um, at, at least through one game. But they looked bad. Also, another thing is the the umpiring or refereeing of this game was was not good. Not good by any means. There was the play on C.D. Lamb where the play resulted in an interception and the corner basically tackled CeeDee Lamb. And yeah. they showed the sideline, and Andy Dalton and CeeDee Lamb were like, what in the world just happened? Like, how is there no flag? So there were some things like that. Um, also, it looked like a backup quarterback was in, which isn't even to, like, knock Andy Dalton, but it's his first game as a starter. Like, it's going to be really tough. You know, he comes in, like, in relief, and that's a little bit different. The defense isn't really adjusted to him, and, and that kind of stuff happens. He, he looked all right uh, last week. But first game as a starter, that's that's rough. That's rough to have right there. So, I don't know. It, it was pretty expected, but definitely the Cowboys are not looking as the, – their season's not bright at all. Like it, at the best, they make it in as the, the NFC East division winner at like six or seven wins. That's what it's looking like right now. 
um, and then get knocked out in the first round. But that's like as far as you can expect them to go, I think, at least for me right now. Yeah, this it's it's not looking good whatsoever. I think I I think I probably put too much uh, expectations into Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton was a very solid quarterback pretty much his entire career. Um, I thought he would still be able to do something, but with the weapons he had around him, he did not look good at all. Um, I will say it doesn't help that Zeke fumbled twice. Um, that was a horrible outing for Ezekiel Elliott, probably the worst game of his career. But um, not even just NFL career either. Yeah, Always I mean that's life. everything. Everything. I mean, this dude was a winner from day one. I think he won his high school championship maybe every year, and then he won the championship at Ohio State or the Ohio State. I'm sorry. Um, then you know, dominated in in the NFL so far, and then he just looked awful. This game, but maybe that was because the Cardinals just said we're going to force Andy Dalton to to throw the red rifle. Um, he's back in Texas, but it's it's been a long time since he uh, played for TCU, so he looked awful. But I mean, I think this is just bad for Cowboys fans. They've got no cap space. They keep losing. Their defense is. I believe they showed up a graphic for the most points allowed through the first six games, and they were up there with. 1950s 1940s nfl teams they were the fifth worst i think in nfl history they looked they i mean their defense oh man it is just so bad and they even stopped the pass but then the cardinals just said yeah we'll just run and they ran all over them and the cardinals you know it's crazy to say they only scored 38 points but like oh man it looked bad for the for the cowboys i'm sorry cowboys fans but it's it looks really bad. They gotta they gotta fix up the coaching staff. They just looked out. Everything just looks out of sorts. I, I don't understand how. After all of this, you know, you're like these are the Dallas Cowboys. Like you said, you you mentioned them as America's team. How do they get Mike McCarthy? And the thing about that is that they just took Mike McCarthy. They didn't even really like go after anyone else. Yeah, they should be getting the best coaches in, in either from college. They should be like they should be trying to go after like hardball guys like that, not Mike McCarthy. Like I don't understand that at all. Um, Mike Nolan looked awful. I saw a couple of people tweeting out like, "Hey, is he gonna get cut at the end of this or fired at the end of the game?" And like that'd be the right move. He looks awful. I mean, you said it was like it's historically one of the worst defenses ever up to this point. It is the worst defense I think since like nineteen. 1959 off the top of my head is the year the Raiders allowed 218 points in their first six games, which ties the Cowboys. I think the worst team was like 1950 Baltimore Colts who allowed like 238 or 258, but like, Oh my goodness. And that's in a, in a completely different era. I mean, this is a, you know, you look at all the eras, and you have to go all the way back that far for a defense to be that bad, allowing points. And it's 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 bad. I think I think I gotta say I gotta. There's I see a question in the chat. It's the Seahawks D or Cowboys D. I'm taking the Seahawks defense. I mean they allow yards, but at least the Seahawks defense has two players that are like really freaking good. This Cowboys defense, they've got Demarcus Lawrence who hasn't done anything this year. I don't even think it's about the players though. I just oh, I really I think, think it's everything. the coaching. Yeah. I think it's everything. I mean, they don't have great personnel. I mean, they probably – I don't know. They're probably a bottom-tier personnel defensively in the league. I mean, they lost their best secondary piece. You know, they thought they were going to get Earl Thomas. That didn't happen because nobody wants that contract. But, man, he just – I mean, and then the play calling on defense. You know, everything's just – it's just – Bad all the way around. I mean, it has to be a perfect storm of of being horrible for you to be that bad. So um, someone just someone just asked, is Zeke a top three running back? Yes. Well, here's the one thing I have to I have to bring up. Their offensive line is in absolute shambles. I don't think any of their starters are start are were playing. And they lost I, Zach Martin, I think, well, in this game. After Zach Martin went down, I don't think they had any starters. Yeah. Um but it's hard to really say. I think that you could definitely make the case that he's not, though. I mean, McCaffrey's definitely better. Um, I, think, I think McCaffrey's the only guy. 
that you could just be like, yes, he's better, like without a doubt. Um, Henry, I think Henry is better. But, um, you know, like if you look at it and you look at guys like Saquon, you look at guys like um, Kamara, uh, maybe Chubb. Cook, um, too. They're all, kind of, Cook. they're all kind of in the same tier. That's the like. same tier, I think. But I, you know, personally, I used to say Derrick Henry was not as good as Zeke, but Derrick Henry has been just as good as last year. Zeke looks like he's, you know, taking a step off, but they're also losing every game by so many points that you can't really run the ball. Um, he averaged over four yards per carry today. He just, I think he only ran the ball 12 times. And, you know, he fumbled twice. That's horrible. But every, every running back has bad games. Um, but, you know. I mean, this one's not on him. I mean. No. Not completely. I, I think they just, I think, yeah, I think they just look bad all around. Like, the, yeah. it, the Cowboys just look like a mess. I say <laughs> you got to blow it up or do something. Like, it looks bad. They look way worse than they did last year. I feel like most Cowboys fans are like, man, the good old days when we had Jason Garrett. Because it, Mike McCarthy, yeah. the Mike McCarthy Cowboys look horrible. Looks like the Jim Tom Sula 49ers. Just want to throw this out there. This is the guy Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with. People question, oh, why does Aaron Rodgers only have one Super Bowl? Look at the Cowboys roster. People thought – I had the Cowboys in my top ten teams coming into this year. With the way that their roster was set up, I was like, this offense is going to be insane. Mike McCarthy comes in. They have like the worst defense ever or, you know, in modern football ever. And then you look at their offense and it's like, okay, yeah, they lost Dak. But even like when they had Dak, they were still um, struggling at the beginning of games. Um, I think this just shows like Aaron Rodgers. Holy crap. But, um, but you know, Aaron Rodgers, he also played horrifically this week, back to back picks, but um, let's get into unless anybody has any um, questions in the chat, you can always let us know. We'll answer that. But getting into kind of Sunday's games, um, probably the biggest game of the week going in was the Buccaneers versus the versus the Packers. Um, the Buccaneers absolutely destroyed the Packers. But what I will say about this game, this game probably meant, meant so much more to the Buccaneers than it did the Packers because the Buccaneers are in a division where you really want to get ahead. The Saints fell behind because they're missing Michael Thomas. They've The Buccaneers have already lost to the Saints. They needed that positioning. They were coming off of a loss against Chicago. Whereas the Packers, yes, um, you know, the Bears were right on their tail going into the game. But, you know, they'd still only be a one-loss team. I feel like they are confident that they can beat the Bears. But, like, you know, obviously neither team just can't. The Packers didn't come into it like, oh, we can just lose this game. They wanted to win. But it was just one of those things where one bad thing happens and it just toppled. Um, well, Rogers threw two bad picks. Yes, that's well. Okay, the second pick wasn't that bad. Devonte Adams, you know, yeah, yeah, he, he it into yeah. just handing up. But the first one stared down Devonte Adams, uh, the corner or safety, whoever was guarding it, just completely jumped the out route. Um, you know, that's that's so, what happens sometimes. Someone right? asks who ends up having a better record, the Packers or the Bucks. I, I think the Packers for sure. Just because yeah. the Bucks have a tough division. I mean, you can't count out the Falcons as like a solid team. Like I know that they're they were 0 and 5 going into last into week six and they won, so they're one and five now. But like they're not like they could come out and rattle off a couple wins and like I mean, they've done that since their Super Bowl meltdown is like, oh yeah, we'll win seven games and we'll look horrible through stretches of the season, but they always end up around like six, seven wins. Um, and then you have the Panthers in that division too. So it's just, and, and then the saints, of course, like it's, it's a pretty strong division. Uh, so I think that definitely the Packers have the edge there. Yeah. What about who just gets the number one seed in the, in the NFC? Dude, um, that's Maybe probably the Seahawks or the Packers. You got to guess one of them, right? I would, you know what? I don't know, dude. It I'm going to make so a bold open. prediction. I'm going with Big Dick Nick. Really? The one seed? Yeah. I'm going with it. Um, I think it's going to be from the NFC North. Um, and I think that just because the NFC West, I think, is, is tougher to win those divisional games against. Uh, we just saw what happened between the Rams and the 49ers. You know, the Rams were were favored going into that game. The 49ers really just 
took control of that game and handed them a handed them a loss. And it's like, oh wow, yeah, the 49ers are still solid. Cardinals, Cardinals aren't amazing or anything like that. The Seahawks are obviously pretty good. But people don't uh, like your prediction of the Bears, by the way. They're not a people, fan of okay. Okay, I just think it's going to be the NFC North, and I think um, it could definitely be the Packers. But what the Bears can do, I, I don't think the Bears are the best team in that division, but like the Bears could win like 13 games. They've done it before. Mitch Trubisky's rookie year, they won 13 games. And, you know, you now have an upgraded quarterback, and Nick Foles is just getting accustomed to playing in this offense. And they are just, you know, it's not pretty. They they are a 100% defensive team with a quarterback that can sling it, but they don't need to. Um, I just think that their defense is is crazy good. Uh, but I, I think somebody from the NFC North will win it. Their defense um, is crazy good. It's hard to pick them to win the one seed because their offense looks so stagnant at times. And it doesn't move, and they've got away with it and stuff, but – I think it's definitely right now it's the Packers and the Seahawks kind of looking down on everyone for that one seed. Also, I don't really know how much the seeding's going to matter this year. They changed it up a lot, so you only have one team getting a bye and then six other teams, but there's not really home, f- home field advantage. So, you like, know what the benefit is? It's Packers the bye. Play the Seahawks. Huh? Don't the Packers play the Seahawks this year, or do they just play the 49ers? I th- just the 40 they just play the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, just okay. the 49ers. yeah, they they so they don't have to play. I don't think their schedule is that bad for the Bears. Um, like they play they play the Rams, um, that's their NFC West team. You know, they don't have to play the 49ers or Seahawks, but then they play the Saints. Um, that's tough. They play the Titans, which is tough, but like you know, they finish off the year Vikings, Jaguars, and the Texans and the Lions. Then they finish it off against the Packers. Like I really think that it could come down to that final, that final game against the Packers. And I'm gonna check right now. This game is in Chicago for the final so game. Week 17. Week 17 in Chicago. I think that's for the number one seed. I think it's just like what happened last year between the 49ers and the Seahawks. Like, I think they'll both be the, you know, whoever wins that will be the number one seed. And I don't think it matters because I think this playoffs is much more about whether or not you make it to the playoffs. I'm sure that that buy is very nice, but come on. If you're the, if you're the two seed, you get a play. I mean, honestly, you want to be the five seed. You're playing the, the NFC East. If you're the five seed, that's the best seed to get. No, it's the second best. The first, the best is the one seed. Yeah, but the yeah, second yeah. best is definitely the five seed, right? Like you have, which to- is what the loser of that game will get, um, in my opinion. So like they'll be the in the two best spots going into um, going into the playoffs, in my opinion. So someone said that the Bears are going to be five and ten when they play the Whack Packers Week Seventeen. What do you think that's, about that? That's absolutely ridiculous because the Bears are. I mean, we said it. We said it before this year. We had a whole we had a whole episode on why why the Bears are being completely doubted, and they're they're going to be the biggest bounce back team this year. Yeah, because they win ugly. Yeah, consistently. Yes, absolutely. And it's not like a win ugly where it's like you know it's a very high scoring game. It's like no, they're a very low scoring team, but they have a quarterback that can be a, you know, a spark plug in Nick Foles. Not like he's going to come out every game and go crazy, but Nick Foles has had some of the greatest games in NFL history. His first start, he threw for seven touchdown passes in in about three quarters. Like, and then obviously we saw what he did in the playoffs when they won the Super Bowl. He is just somebody that can elevate you. And defense is much more reliable in my opinion, than offense, if you're playing against, you know, an average, I mean, if you go up against a great offense, you know, whatever, but if you're going against an average to below average, like, you know, it in offense, if your quarterback has a bad game, which happens, you're screwed. Um, whereas on defense, it's like, Oh, this guy, this one player had a bad game on defense. It's like, yeah, sure. If Khalil Mack doesn't go crazy one game, He's still affecting the game completely. Aaron Donald did not play very well. You know, not play very well against the 49ers. She didn't go absolutely crazy. But basically he affected they, the game. 
Basically, Completely. they didn't run the ball towards him. They exactly. Didn't, they tried to keep the plays away from him. If you play against the Bears, you're like, I can't hold on to this football because Khalil Mack's going to get to me. And he's going to, you know, pick up Tristan Wirfs with his with his left arm and spike him into the ground after sacking Tom Brady. Like, like Khalil Mack is an absolute game wrecker. And then they've just got – they've been such a fundamentally sound defense for so long. I mean, I think I think it's, that's a good point. Look at look at the game last night, the Niners and the Rams game. The Niners' whole offense was get the ball out super super quick, and don't let Aaron Donald ruin the plays. That's yeah. what you have to do against the Bears. But the problem is that the Bears' defense overall is so good, you know. Like, so you can't just be like, oh, like the the reason why you get away with that against the Rams is because they have holes in their defense. The Bears don't really. I mean. They don't have like not everyone's like an all pro, but their defensive line overall is pretty good. They have a good solid linebacking core. I mean, like they're they're just a very sound good defense. And then they have the superstar player in Cleo Mack to go with that, and that just makes them so scary. Yeah, um, I also just saw a comment that says, "Can you imagine if Kirk Cousins starts playing like a good quarterback?" And I said, "I can't imagine the impossible. Uh, it's not happening. Kirk Cousins has never been." Amazing. So I said I would take Bucks over Bears. Well, we saw what happened when they just played, and that's another one of those games where it wasn't pretty. But who owns Tom Brady? There's two quarterbacks. Eli Manning, Nick Foles. Bears got one of them. Boom. Checks mix, mate. I think um, we're going to see some exciting playoff matches matchups in the NFC this year. Like yes. a Bucks-Bears. Honestly, I like- think AFC as well. I mean, if you're looking at it, you got Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, Steelers. I this think is, that this is like, going to be amazing, in my opinion. I think the, okay, I think there's four. I think there's four like really legit teams in the AFC. Oh, legit. Yeah, it could be whether or not they're legit, but it doesn't matter. Um, if you you can still get a good game, even if a team isn't like amazing and they still sneak into the playoffs. You know, if let's yeah. say the the Steelers match up against the the Colts or something like that, you know. Sure, they're not amazing, but they both have very, very good defenses and old quarterbacks. I think from the same exact draft class, like it would still be a good matchup. Whether or not you know it's amazing, I think the NFC is probably better, like overall in terms of the the skill gap. But I think overall these playoffs are going to be amazing. I don't think there's going to be a, a matchup except for the NFC East wild card round, where it's like, oh yeah, this is just a guaranteed victory. That one that that game's gonna get NBA TV ratings right there. It's gonna be brutal. But that's gonna be the game on NFL Network. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so a lot of people are talking about like the other teams besides the Ravens and the Chiefs right now in the chat, like the Steelers, Patriots, and Titans. Um, real quick question: one, who would you rather face? Just it doesn't matter what team you are, but who would you rather face in the playoffs? The Patriots or the Bills? I would much rather rather face the Bills. If there's ever a situation where I don't have to face Bill Belichick, I choose that situation. Yeah. Um, unless it's facing Brian Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, I'm not playing the Patriots, it, no matter what. Um, it's I don't think that there's a question about it. I mean, we, we saw what happened to the Bills last year in the playoffs. They were up on Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson is a winner, and he came back. So – I would most definitely want to play the Bills, especially if I'm like a very solidified team. Um, you know, if I'm, that, a, if I'm a bad team, I would probably rather play the Patriots just because their floor, I think, is a little bit lower. The problem is the Patriots, when they need to, they can contend with anybody because Bill will draw up that that whole game plan. So, I, I think that the um, the, the Bills are going to kind of take a step back. I mean, we, they've lost the last two games. And who are their their earlier games in the year were pretty easy teams for the most part. Like the okay. best the Raiders beat, and the Rams they the, beat. The best team they beat was was the Rams. And the Rams are solid, but they're like a borderline playoff team, kind of middle tier team. I don't think they're gonna be able to beat that many good teams. I think that this the Titans are much better, and I think that the Steelers are much better. I think both those two teams are are like clearly superior than than like the Bills, like all of the other a- a- AFC teams. Like of course, besides the 
Chiefs and the Ravens. Like the Chiefs and the Ravens, I think have a couple of steps on everyone else. But I don't, I don't, I bet that one of those teams will get upset this year. I wouldn't be surprised if I think the Steelers match up, the Steelers and the Titans match up really well against the Chiefs. And I know that the Chiefs beat the Titans last year. But the thing is, if Henry goes off in any given game, it's like a completely different game. And, and, and like yeah. he carries that. And we were talking about it with, with like him, him or Zeke earlier. He can completely turn a game around. And all it is is like, like the thing that's different is like, I don't know if it was this past game that he did this where I think it was last Monday where he's, it was Josh Norman. Yeah. It was against the bills. Yeah. And he throws Norman on the ground. It's like a three yard gain. He didn't even yeah. do good. He averaged like two yards a carry, but his effect on the team is so massive and he just gets guys going. So like those, like the Titans scared are got to be scary, dude. And the Steelers, I think the Steelers are even more scary just because their defense is so good. Now, Devin Bush tore his knee. That is really bad. That is a very bad injury. Yeah. But Mandy, those two those two teams are fun as well, fun to watch. Like I I root for them pretty much every time they're on, just because like it's hard to turn on a Titans game and not root for the Titans. They they're, they got to yeah. be the easiest team to root for in, in football. I don't think I've ever heard anyone be like, oh, I hate the Titans. Not one okay, time. I will say when Marcus Mariota was playing for them and the offense stalled completely. It's pretty freaking annoying to watch. But with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, I think I think they are incredible watch. This is coming from a Ravens fan. This team snatched my soul. But, you know, they're, they're fun to watch. And so are the Steelers. Also coming from a Ravens fan. I love watching the Steelers. I was big on the Steelers right now. I see um, somebody in the section, they're asking for current MVP and defensive player of the year. Um, starting with defensive player of the year, I'm going with, I'm going with Fruit Punch. Going with Marlon, um, I mean, what he's been able to do, I mean, he's, I think, on pace to tie or break the single-season force fumble record. He hasn't allowed a touchdown. Like, he's he's an absolute lockdown corner. The Ravens' defense is is very good. They're not the best in the NFL or any by any means. They're probably in the top five, though. And he's the leader of that defense um, kind of by a long ways. They don't have that, you know – middle linebacker like a Ray Lewis. It's not like he's Ed Reed where it's like, oh yeah, he's not the real leader of the defense. He just makes plays. No, this is the leader of the defense and he makes a ton of plays. Um, I would probably have to say either him or Donald. I don't know if Aaron Donald will win another one just because he's already won what, two or three? He's won two. Two, yeah. So like that. that's the, that's the problem. Um, someone asked how far behind is TJ Watt in your opinion? I, I think TJ Watt also is like always up there. I mean, he, he was like, what a clear two last year. Ryan yeah. Gilmore. I probably he, think he was, he was up there. Yeah. I mean, if they make the playoffs, he might win. The it. issue with TJ Watt, and this isn't an issue. This is a benefit for the Steelers is that they also have incredible other guys, Bud Dupree, yeah. um, Cam Hayward, those guys are all playing very well. Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, Minka was also in the defensive player of the year competition last year. Like that, that, you know, that helps the Steelers a ton. That's why the defense is so great, but it, you know, hurts kind of his MVP candidacy or defensive player of the year, not MVP. Yeah. I think you have a really good point though with Marlon Humphrey. And if, if you guys are, are watching, look up his numbers and you'll be like, Oh, Oh, I know the numbers. Yeah. Okay, what are they? <laughs> um, so I think tackles wise, I think he's at, at about 40 tackles. He has four forced fumbles. He has one interception um, coming in to, I think this week he was the most targeted corner in the NFL and he allowed zero touchdowns so far. And he's able to, um, I mean, he shuts down the number one every single time he goes out onto the field. Um you know, he was actually guarding Zach Ertz last week because the Eagles don't have a wide receiver. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to Eagles wide receivers, but once again, there are none. Um, but let's get into the regular MVP. Yeah. it's So someone also has like regular and non-quarterback. I would say for regular, maybe McCon is going to screw with you guys, but it's clearly Russell Wilson right now behind him. Aaron Rodgers, and then everyone's quite far behind. Um, but 
I mean, I'm a Niners fan. It's Russell Wilson, obviously. Like that dude is insane. I think he's I think he's been underappreciated. Not anymore. Like, but he was for quite some time. But he is really, really good. Um, and then non-quarterback MVP, I, I don't really know. Like, just oh, there's a of, clear non-quarterback MVP. Who, who do you think it is? He's the, he's the dude with the crown. It's King Henry. Okay, that's what I was going to say. It's I was so clear. Say, it's so know. clearly Henry. Okay, okay. That's, that's what I was kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah. Because they're undefeated. So, like, that that was why. I was thinking of, like, okay, what are the teams with a lot of wins that have, like, a guy? I'm like, okay, Derrick Henry. Um, so, I'd probably say Derrick Henry and then Wilson. What about you? It's Ryan, it's Ryan Tannehill. Oh my god! It's Ryan Tannehill. Really? So it's Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Non-often, non-quarterback MVP is Derrick Henry. Yes, but it's it's Ryan Tannehill. This dude has gone on five game-winning or game-clinching drives so far this season through six weeks. And I say game-clinching because last week he had to go on the game-clinching drive to force overtime against the Houston Texans. He is leading that team. In a way that people didn't truly expect him to. I was, I was not, I was not a big believer in this in this Titans team coming into this year. I was very vocal about this. But Ryan Tannehill is not turning the ball over a ton, and he is methodically moving them down the field. Now, the only thing is, I may put, I may flip flop he and Derrick Henry uh, back and forth, but I think one of those guys has to be the MVP this year, just because the way that their offense is making those big plays at the end of the games, and it's not the defense, that's what the MVP is. Russell Wilson has been playing phenomenal football. That, I mean, that that's absolutely guaranteed. You can't, you can't disagree with the fact that Russell Wilson is playing amazing. But how have they won their games? They stopped the Vikings on, on fourth down. Yes, Russell Wilson went on that drive. That, that's not a knock against him. But, you know, Cowboys game, they got that pick. Patriots game, they got that stop. You know, the Seahawks defense has been what's stepping up, and that's, you know, the weakness of their team. Really? Yes. I don't believe for a second that you actually mean this. I don't That, that is clearly second. the weakness of their team. If you look at the Tennessee Titans and what they've had to do against the Denver Broncos, against the Houston Texans, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm trying to remember the fourth team that they played. I know that they, they you know, they were able to wipe out the Bills. <laughs> Um, we saw that on Monday Night Football. They absolutely destroyed them. And then their other their other um, game-winning drive came against the, the Minnesota Vikings. You know, that 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 is consecutive game-winning drives that they've had to go on. Every single week where they've been in a close game, Titans yeah. score last. They win with less than two minutes left. Yeah, I left. know. It's, it's also very nice when you just hand the ball off to – Derrick Henry, and then you know the defense. So when Ryan Tannehill threw for three hundred plus yards and four touchdowns last week, that was all Derrick Henry. That's no, why I say one not. of those two guys has to be it. One of those two guys. So, but on so, the way on those, I think it's one of those two guys. I can you can say whoever one you want, but it's one of those two guys. It has to be that offense at the end of games is the one that's winning those football games. The Seahawks are winning through their defense at the end of games, at the end of games, they're winning because of their, their offense. Also, I see somebody says Seahawks playing a much tougher division. They haven't played any divisional opponents. So you can't say that yet. The Titans have gone against two divisional opponents, two comeback victories, two game winning drives and a, and a game tying drive to force it into overtime. With, with how much time did they have left on the clock? 40-something 40, 40 seconds? It was not not very likely that they were going to be able to come back. The, the Texans took the lead with a minute and 50 seconds left, and the Titans went on a nine-play 76-yard drive, capped off by a Tannehill touchdown against the, against the Houston Texans. The Titans have the MVP on their offense, and it doesn't matter who you pick. Um, you can go with Derrick Henry because he's the guy that the defense has to focus in on, or you can go with Ryan Tannehill, who's the guy that's been making all the big throws in those clutch situations. But those guys are the MVP. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're a hater. You're an absolute no. Titans hater. You I know, just eight weeks, I think I hope you remember. Are... I th oh, I hope you remember the Titans, Matt. <laughs> I just literally said I think the Titans are the most fun team to watch in the NFL. And you're still a hater. 
That's a lie coming through your coming out your mouth right there. Yeah, no, I just so everyone listening, I don't believe that McConaughey says what he thinks. I think he's screwing with everyone. And Russell Wilson is definitely clearly, obviously the MVP right now, and he will win it. I bet. I wonder how much. I wonder how much like the betting odds are right now. It's got to be like minus like five hundred on Wilson. I think it was. I think it was like plus two hundred the last time I checked. <laughs> plus two hundred. But that was. But that was before this week. Or okay. I think this was three, two, two weeks ago. That's um, kind of insane. But if you look at the Titans division, if you look at that division, there's a chance the Titans go undefeated in that division. There's a chance the Titans go have have 15 wins. Like, like there's a legitimate chance they do. You know, they play the Ravens this year. Oh, yeah, that's a tough game. I don't we think saw what happened the last time they played the Ravens. I think, I think if a team has 14, 15, or 16 wins, they should have the MVP. If Derrick Henry wins the rushing title and the Titans have, have 15 wins, that's, they play in a, a, a worse division, meaning they're going to be able to get those wins. I think there's a very good chance that Derrick Henry could win this MVP. I mean, okay, here's what I, I think this is what it would take. For one for a Titan to win the MVP, they have to win like 15 games. 14, 15, or 16. They they have to be up there and the Seahawks have to be like 12 and 4 or like 11 and 5 and or something and like maybe win the division. I don't even know. Like like where it's they're like scraping by at the end. Because I don't see how like the narrative the narrative of Russell Wilson winning MVP changes at all. That, that's my issue. I don't see how that changes at all. Everyone is like, oh, Russ has never got you know he's never got an MVP vote, and I think they only have like one vote. But like that's been the thing. Like they never have had an MVP vote for for Russ, and he's one of the the best quarterbacks. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And so everyone's coming into this year was like, oh, Russ is going to, you know, he's going to win MVP this year. And then he came out and it's like, oh, look, he started off the year almost perfect. Look at that. And now he's clearly the number one guy. So I just, I don't know. At, I, at this I got point, something for you. Derrick Henry, do you know how many yards he has so far through five games? I would guess he had 200, like seven, I think, last game. Maybe more than that. Shit. Um, How many does he have? Five games? Yeah, five games. Six hundred. He's he is on Derrick Henry is on pace for eighteen hundred yards and nineteen touchdowns rushing. But we've seen that before. Yeah, but we don't see that. We see that out of Adrian Peterson. Oh yeah, he's so amazing. He won MVP. He ran for twenty one hundred yards twenty uh, ish. That team what didn't have fifteen wins. You know, if you're if you're a running team behind a running back, and you because this Titans team could win 14 plus games, um, it's a, it's very good chance their division isn't amazing. If you put up that numbers, you're the number one seed in the AFC with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. You know, that's that's the MVP kind of stuff. It's it's very rare that a running back wins MVP. It doesn't happen often. The last time was Adrian Peterson. But this guy, this guy is putting up insane numbers. We saw what he did at the end of last season, and it was like, oh wow, this guy, this guy's so good. But he's putting up insane numbers at the beginning of the year. Derrick Henry gets better as the season progresses. You know, it's more likely that he just steps his game up another level as the season progresses. Because I mean, people just he's get done that. He's done that every year his of his career. career. Every year of his career, he's you know, quote unquote, struggles. At the beginning of the year, especially when they were running that, um, what was it, exotic smash mouth football uh, with DeMarco Murray. But he starts off and he, he plays slow every the, time. Real quick, that's the greatest offensive scheme name ever. For the exotic worst offensive scheme that ever mouth. happened. <laughs> it was oh, so yeah, it was bad. awful. It was just stupid. Yeah. But last year, he led the league in rushing with 1,540 rush yards, 16 touchdowns. He's averaging, he's going, he's on pace to completely destroy both of those numbers. The Titans are going to have a significantly better record. There's a, there's a chance the Titans have the best record in the NFL. And if you have the best record behind the best running back with the most touchdowns, the most yards, that's the MVP. And, and their offense is making those winning plays. Derrick Henry was the guy with the ball in his hands as they scored that game when he touched down. I'm, I'm shifting my Ryan Tannehill to Derrick Henry, if you haven't noticed. 
But Ryan Tannehill is allowed to put up those numbers. Why? Even when Derrick Henry struggles. If Derrick Henry doesn't play and the backup running back rushes for 100-plus yards, it's not as impactful as a Derrick Henry against the Buffalo Bills rushing for 40 yards or whatever, averaging two yards per carry. Derrick Henry forces your entire defense to play differently, similarly to how Aaron Donald forces the offense to get the ball out first. You have to stack the box and make sure Derrick Henry doesn't beat you. That's why Ryan Tannehill is able to put up those those decent numbers. But Derrick Henry's on pace for one of the greatest rushing seasons in in recent history, really. I mean, it's going to be the best rushing season since Adrian Peterson, and he's going to be on a better team. So people are asking me to please debate you. <laughs> I, I, okay, dude, I love Derrick Henry. I just don't see Russell Wilson not winning MVP this year. I just really don't see that happening. Like, I do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I watched. They win twelve games. If they win, if they win, what if don't, they don't win the division? It. Do you really think they're not going to win the division? There's a chance that I mean I mean they haven't played good competition. They played the Patriots. Okay, the but Patriots have this, struggled. I'll tell you this right now: they are they are a better team than the Cardinals and the Rams. For yes, sure. they are. The Niners yes, are the second are. the second most talented team. But in there. how do they and match they, up against those teams? They're going to be fine. They're going to be totally fine. I think. I think that the 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 Rams it, the Rams aren't that great of a matchup, but. I'm not like, I don't know. I, I think the Rams are just kind of like, they don't beat really good players. Like they just don't, I, I don't know why. Like they, when there's teams that win a lot of games, they don't beat them. I, I've always, I've always noticed that. Um, and the Cardinals, the Cardinals have way too many defensive holes to, to beat the Seahawks. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I just like, even if they go 12 and four, Russell Wilson's going to be the best quarterback in the league. He's going to have the best numbers. I think the only guy that can really beat him is Rodgers because this is a quarterback award. And I don't think there's any way in hell that Ryan Tannehill is going to win an MVP, even if he plays like it, even if they win 15 games. Because then what you're saying, wait, sorry, excuse me. What you're saying is that if they win 15 games and it's like, oh, Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry have to win the MVP, then they're not the most valuable player because there's two of those guys on that team. If you yeah, have but to go, MVP doesn't mean MVP. It, like if you look know, at if you I look know, at history, know, it doesn't I mean know. that. And Adrian Peterson's saying, MVP season, yeah, he only was, ran for twelve for twelve touchdowns that year. And I believe yeah. Peyton Manning was the other player in twenty thirteen. This was this was Broncos Peyton Manning. This was this was a very very good quarterback. He threw for. He threw for. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out if I got the right year or not. But he threw for if it's 2013. Hold on, it's 2013. Hold up, hold. Up. Okay, no, it's 2012. Okay, had to make sure I got that right because 2013 was Peyton Manning's like insanely dominant year. Peyton Manning threw for 4,600 yards, 37 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Is you know not not you know amazing, but that's a you know really good season. Peyton Manning was the runner up that year. But if you look at the standings, 2012 NFL standings, got to make sure I get the right year. You know, the Broncos went 13 and three. The Vikings were 10 and six. 10 and six. They were the yes. wild card team. But they were, but dude, that was all. Yes. But you're talking yes. about the narrative. The narrative is Russell Wilson's never won. The narrative AP is AP has this awful team and he is absolutely carrying them to the playoffs no one's like oh the titans are a terrible team they just won the nfc champion no but the AFC championship knows last year. carries them we saw but but that was the whole thing how but did they not- get to the afc championship they got carried they, they every single guy on that team hopped on derrick henry's shoulders and he walked them and everybody in their right mind knows that right daniel was out there com- throwing eight passes and they were winning. Why? Because Derrick Henry was running for 200 yards per game in the last, whatever, eight games in the season or, or whatever ridiculous stats he was putting up. And Derrick Henry, you know, if he improves like he has in recent years, 2,000 yards. You know, he's on pace for almost 1,900. Yeah. In, at the beginning of the year, when he struggles, you know, struggles. But 
He steps up because everybody else gets tired. That's why he's so good late-game situations. How do you think he breaks that 94-yard touchdown run? He is more conditioned, he is stronger, and he is just as fast, if not faster, than pretty much everybody on the defensive side of the ball. So he grinds you out, and even when he doesn't put up insane numbers, they're able to win just because of his the presence of Derrick Henry. You know, Russell Wilson... Russell Wilson is a phenomenal quarterback. He's going to get MVP votes. You know, he's he's up there. But if you look at this team and you say, okay, who won the AFC? Because coming into the year, if somebody said to you, the, the Titans won the AFC, you'd be like, holy crap, what happened to Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson? There, there's no nobody in their right mind would have thought that the Chiefs would win the AFC. But now they have a very good chance to. And if you look at the Seahawks, you know, and you look at the NFC, people coming into this year, top five team. I had them as a top five team. Once they got Jamal Adams, top five team. You know, this is the team. And you look at the other teams, you look at the 49ers and the Saints, and it's like, oh, wow, how did they pass up? Oh, everybody got injured on those teams. Um, The Saints, we'll see what happens. They're coming back, obviously. But the expectation at the beginning of the year was the Seahawks are going to be very good. The Seahawks are going to be competing for that top seed. But why? Because, because, of, Russell, because of Russell Wilson. Wilson. And that, but the expectation was that Russell Wilson was going to be able to get them there. With the Tennessee Titans, nobody would have expected that they would have a chance to win the number one seed. Because the Tennessee Titans every year have been that 9-7 and seven team. You know, the NFC South was never that division where it's like, oh, yeah, we're really scared of the team that wins that division. Even when the Texans won last year, it was like, yeah, the Texans won. But nobody was talking about the Texans when they got into the playoffs. People were talking about the Titans. Yeah. And they were, they were, you know, the same 9-17 and 17 that they are every single year that seems to make the playoffs. But now they're looking like that team that's a 14-2 and two team. Potentially 15-1. and one. I mean, 16-0 is, is – I'm not going that far. But, you know, this could be a 14-win team led by the best running back this season that would have been because Christian McCaffrey got hurt, putting up one of the greatest rushing seasons we've ever seen. Adrian Peterson ran for 2,090-something yards. He ran for 12 touchdowns. Derrick Henry is on pace for 1,900 yards and 19 touchdowns. And they're going to be maybe the number one seed in the AFC, which – People consider, I mean, if you looked at the odds before the year, the Chiefs were, what, a plus 300, the, the Ravens were plus plus 500 to win the Super Bowl. You know, those those are the clear favorites. If you come out and be like, yeah, we're the number one seed, we bid out the two favorites for that one seed. And they get to play the Ravens. You know, I say that get to because if they win, you know, they're able to do that. Whereas if you look at the Seahawks and you look at Russell Wilson, they have a much harder schedule. They're going to they're going to lose games. They won't go 16-0. When you're in every single game and it's very, very close, it's tough to win every game. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's very good. Maybe he can. But, you know, he's got to play the the 49ers. That's a tough game. I don't care what year it is, really. They, I mean, it's always yeah, a tough but game. Yeah, they, but they do play. The Rams is still weeks. a tough game. Like, it's, it's so tough. And, you know, their defense is so bad that it's going to make them lose games. And I think that because if you look at it, when did Aaron Rodgers win MVP? When they won 15 games. The Ravens won 14 consecutive games. Lamar gets the MVP. The teams that are winning a ton of games are the team, the, the Cam Newton. How did he win MVP? They won 15 games. Yeah, Winning I, I, a I ton mean, of games I get what, I get and you're, what you're a saying. dominant force. People watch the Titans. Nobody tweets about anybody else. What did they say? Oh, shucks. Derrick Henry just picked up Josh Norman, threw him on his back, and, and nobody cares that it was a four-yard game. Derrick yeah, Henry, but, 94-yard run. He ran for 200 yards, two touchdowns, and he carried that team. Yeah, but, dude, the difference is that one's a quarterback that's never won that's going to be an all-time great, and the other one is a running back on a team that has a good defense, has a quarterback that has been playing really well, has receivers, has other pieces. The Seahawks have Russell Wilson, and then they have the their pieces of DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, who are good, but like, like, like DK has shown that he's he's perfect in that offense. But 
you put DK on another offense and like, you know, he's not going to have the same, the same numbers. Like Russell Wilson, dude, Russell Wilson's MVP. I don't know. I have nothing else to argue more on it. I think it's about time to wrap up. <laughs> I just think that Derrick Henry is going to, going to put on, I think, I think if he has a 2000 yard season and he's, he could potentially have 20 touchdowns. That's absolutely ridiculous. The Titans could win 14, 15 games this year be the number one seed in the AFC, whereas the Seahawks could potentially still lose that division with how with how difficult all those teams play each other, even though the teams aren't nearly, you know, aren't as good, you know, the Cardinals aren't as good as the Seahawks. That division plays each other well. Whenever you don't have a good defense, that, that really hurts. And so no matter what team they play, that team has a chance. And if you look at and if you're looking at it and you say, oh wow, yes, the Titans, the Titans have a really good defense. And people could point out who do they actually have on their defense? Like the big name players on that defense, there are none. Jadavion Clowney. You know, and there are other guys. I know that there's other guys, but then you look at the Seahawks and you say, they still have, I mean, you look at the defenses though. Oh, they at least they have Jamal Adams and they have Bobby Wagner, and the defenses are making those plays. The defenses are making the stands that win them the games. But no one, no one, the Titans, the Titans are allowing a ton of points to the Jaguars, to the Texans. And their offense is still able to bring that out. You know, we're talking about, oh, they have such a great day. They allowed 30 points to the Jaguars. The Texans, they went to overtime. And what was the final score? They, they allowed 30, 31 points, 36 points, a ton of points that they're allowing. And they still have to come. You know, come back. They they absolutely decimated the Bills. You know, they're they're putting up points too. It's not like they're coming out there and it's like, oh, we're blowing teams out. We're putting up a ton of points. No, they're putting up a lot of points, just like the Seahawks. They're in close games still, and their offense is making those final plays because teams have to focus on Derrick Henry, who is going to put up historic seasons or stats for a season. But that that's all I got. All right. King Henry for MVP. Heard it here first. Yeah, you're basically yeah, you're basically betting on the Titans to win 15 games. So 14 I don't know games. about that. 14 games. I don't think 14 gets it done. I don't know. You don't think a 14 game season the Seahawks win, you know, 12 ish? 14 to 12. One guy's completely. 14 to caring. 12, but doesn't win the division? If that were to happen. Obviously, I don't. That's I don't think that's likely at all. I don't think the you don't think that you don't think like they're they're going to lose games. Russell Wilson every year squeaks out wins. That's what he's done his entire career. Yeah, but they but another thing is they have three like gimme games, like they still have to play the Jets. Yeah, the jump. They have to play the NFC. They have the NFC East and the AFC East. They're going to be all right. Like they're not gonna. They're gonna be fine. I don't know. I, I think that the Seahawks are chilling. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, make sure to come back tomorrow. Um, we'll maybe be doing power rankings tomorrow. We'll see. But that's going to be it for today's episode. Make sure to turn on the live stream notifications on our Twitter account. So then we would be able to um, then you get notified when we go live. But thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see all of you again tomorrow night.